Well, let's open your Bibles this morning. Amen? That's where we're going to get some, some truth for us today to go on. Amen? Luke chapter 13. Now, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to minister your word today. We thank you, Lord, that you are the miracle worker. You're the healer. You're the savior. You're the one that sent your son to die for our sins on Calvary so that we could be set free. And today we pray a spirit of wisdom and revelation as we minister your word, that it would come alive in our hearts, that we would become more rooted and more anchored in the truth of the gospel than ever before. That, Lord, we can walk in it and we can receive all that pertains to it and that we can share it more with others around us. We pray for your grace and your glory and your anointing upon the word of God today. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the people shout it. Amen. Amen. All right. Luke chapter 13, verse 10. And he, that is Jesus, was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. Praise God. You know, my mother is... Uh, in an assisted living facility. And there's a woman that eats at her table at lunch that's bowed over like this woman. I don't know how long she's been in that condition, but it's hard for her to get around. It's difficult. And she, you know, couldn't lift herself up, the Bible says. There was nothing she could do about her situation. But you know, there are situations that you can't do anything about, but the Lord can. Amen. There's a, a, a physician that can fix the most difficult diseases. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, if you, uh, if you have a problem with your car and the dealer can't take care of it, if you took it back to the original manufacturer, they'd get it fixed. Amen. Well, God knows how to fix your problem. Amen. He is the Lord that heals us. And she was bowed over physically, but how many know today in this world, many people are bowed over emotionally, financially, spiritually, bowed over and in distress. But I'll tell you, there's an answer today in Jesus Christ. Amen? He is the hope of the world, praise God. And through faith in him, we can receive miracles in our life and we can see things change that could not change any other way. She had this problem for 18 years. But one day Jesus came by and spoke to her, and she heard him. Amen. And everything changed that day. Praise God. So listen to Jesus today. Listen to what Jesus is saying to you today. Amen. Because the truth will set you free. The work's already been done at Calvary. Amen. And through the resurrection. Now we need to hear what he has to say and receive it. So when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. He said, you are loosed. You know, there's, a, there's things that have been finished. There's things that have been completed. There's things that have been done. What remains is for us to know about those things. You know, I don't know about you, but a lot of times I'll say, God bless you, you know, to people. I like to say that. That's nice. But you know, the Bible said in the book of Ephesians, you are blessed. If you're a Christian, you are blessed. But one time I was at a church and 
And uh, I saw a gentleman there. I said, how are you doing? He says, I'm blessed and highly favored. I said, yeah. Yeah, I like that. We are, if you know, if we're born again, I mean, if we're children of God, we are blessed and highly favored. It's a done deal. Amen. We just need to hear it. And he said, woman, thou art loosed. You've got it. <laughs> and he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. I love instantaneous miracles. Amen. I love to see that manifestation of God where something changes instantly, like that girl that couldn't speak before. Amen. But we'll take them even if they take a while. We'll take it that way too. But glory to God. It's all to the glory of God. But when Jesus laid his, his hands on her, immediately she was made straight and did what? Glorified God. Miracles glorify God. Amen? And as the signs and wonders increase in your life and in your church life, amen, more glory will be to God. Amen? And more people will come to him, just like they did in Jesus' ministry. And that's the bottom line. You know, when we talk about going deep in God, I figured out being deep in God is having the heart of God. Amen? And you know what the heart of God is? The heart of God is for the lost people of this world. Amen? When we have God's heart, we'll have a missions heart. We'll have a heart for the lost all around us. Somebody give me an amen. Because God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. Jesus laid down his life for the world. He laid down his life for you. God loves you. And God loves your neighbor. And he wants you to be that instrument of his purpose to reach the people of this world. The, the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. But you know how it'll be filled? Through you and I. Through the body of Christ. Through his glory released in the body of Christ. His glory shall be seen upon you. Praise God. So, she was made straight. Praise God. Turn to your neighbor and say, straighten up. <laughs> and she glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day. And said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to work. In them therefore come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. Aren't you glad you're not in a church where the leadership tries to shut down the healing move of God? Oh, it's, it's the Sabbath day. We can't heal today. Well, what's the Sabbath day for? The Sabbath day is for man. For God to show his love to us. Amen. So the Lord answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? He says, You help the animals on the Sabbath day. What about precious people that God loves? That's what religion will do. It's so twisted and perverted. Religious tradition. I'm saying religious on the negative side. There is a biblical religion to visit the, the widows and the fatherless in their affliction. But that, that religious perversion, tradition, that says, we must 
you know? When the purpose of God was to bring blessing all the time. So you lead your ox or your ass to the stall and lead him away to the water. And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, be loosed from this bond, or whom Satan has bound, be low these 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day. Praise God. And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed, and all the people rejoiced for the glorious things that were done by him. Call this today, healing is the children's bread. Healing is the children's bread. I think we heard exhortations this morning to come to the table and eat. Healing is the children's bread. At God's table, he has healing for us. Can I have an amen? Amen. And when Jesus was making his case about this woman, he says, shouldn't she be healed? Why? Being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, lo, these 18 years, shouldn't she be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? Yes, she should. Why? Because she is a daughter of Abraham. She has a relationship with God, which includes healing for her. And even though it was there all the time, it was on that day that she received it. Why? Because she heard it that day. She heard the Son of God say, Woman, you're loosed. She heard the word proclaimed. You see, we have to proclaim God's word. We need to teach God's word, but we also need to proclaim God's word. You're loosed in the name of Jesus. You're free with the freedom that he has set you free. Praise God. You're loosed. But Jesus made the argument, he says, ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? Satan has bound her, but she belongs free. God's purpose is to set the captives free. God's purpose is to bless humanity. Now Jesus understood something that maybe we don't understand as clearly today. He understood covenant. He understood that she was under covenant with Almighty God. She was in a covenant relationship. It tells us in the book of Genesis that God said to Abraham, I will make a covenant between me and thee and thy seed. And thy seed. And I'm going to bless you. In Hebrews it says, surely with blessing I will bless you. And if God blesses you, you're blessed. And if God makes a covenant, you can bank on it. This is the thing that we need to understand. That covenant is not just something that's, you know, uh, that God says something one day and says something else the next. A covenant is something where one party binds themselves to the other by the words that they speak. God chose, you know, we say, well, God can do anything. God is sovereign. He can do anything. But God has chosen to do what he said. Because God cannot lie. So God has said, I will bless you. God said to Abraham and his seed, I will bless you. That's why why Jesus said, she belongs healed. 
because she's a daughter of Abraham. He said the similar thing uh, when Zacchaeus, remember Zacchaeus, he was a wee little man. Wee little man was he, climbed up to the sycamore tree. He wanted to, for Jesus, he wanted to see, right? For the Lord, he wanted to see. And Jesus said, let's have lunch. And he came to, came to lunch and, and, and uh, Zacchaeus repented. Said, I'm going to change my ways. And, and Jesus said, This day, day is salvation come to this house, for he also is a child of Abraham. Amen. It was because of his heritage, because he was in covenant with Almighty God. God is not a liar, he enters into a solemn agreement, a solemn covenant. And we don't understand a lot about that today. We have contracts. And things like that, it's about the closest thing. But how many know uh, a contract's about worth as much as the paper <laughs> sometimes that it's written on? But you see, when God says something, it's unchangeable. It's immutable. It's done. You can count on it. You can bank on it. He said, this woman ought to be healed because she's the daughter of Abraham. It's interesting, you know, another woman came to Jesus one time. said, my daughter's grievously tormented. Healer. He started to send her away. He says, I'm, I'm, I'm sent to the children of Israel. It's not me to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. But she used her faith. She says, well, even the dogs eat the, the crumbs that fall off the table. And he says, great is your faith, woman. Your daughter's healed. Praise God. But Jesus was showing us something there in that this woman, the second woman, the Syrophoenician woman was not in covenant with God. See, there's such a thing as being in covenant with God, and there's also such a thing as not being in covenant with God. You know, you need to think today, am I in covenant with God? It's important to know. Amen? The Bible says in the book of Ephesians that before we receive Christ... We are aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. We are strangers from the covenants of promise. And we are without God and without hope in this world. You know, there's thousands, there's multitudes around us that are without hope and without God in this world. They don't need religion. You see, some people say, well, we need a little religion in our lives. No, you need to be saved. You need to be rescued from destruction, from utter annihilation, separate, eternal separation from God. The eternal judgment of God is upon every human being because of sin. The wages of sin is death. But thank God, the gift of God. The gift of God. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There's a covenant that we can enter into. Jesus, before he died, he had a meal with his disciples. He says, this is the blood of the New Testament or the New Covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. God made a covenant. You know, when God made a covenant with Abraham, he cut the covenant. There was a sacrifice involved there. He had Abraham uh, slay the animals and divide them, and God went between those animals and many times when a covenant was made in, uh, in ancient times, there would be, they would call it cutting the covenant because there would be blood involved. 
the blood of animals, sometimes even the blood of the individuals were involved. They would cut the covenant. Some very, you know, very strange, maybe uh, hard for us to accept, but they would uh, cut, cut themselves and drip the blood into a, uh, some wine and then both of them would drink it. They would enter into a covenant, a blood covenant. They would become blood brothers. And God cut the covenant to seal his covenant with Abraham. And he had Abraham circumcised to seal the covenant as a sign of the covenant on his side. Well, when Jesus died, God cut the covenant with us. And Jesus' blood was shed for our sins to seal the deal. God bound himself to do what he said he would do to us. And it's unchangeable. What does this covenant mean? It's so powerful. The covenant that God cut with us through Jesus Christ. It tells us in the book of Hebrews that through this covenant that God would write his laws in our hearts and in our minds. That we would know him and that he would remember our sins and iniquities no more. Three things. He'll forgive our sins. He promised to forgive our sins. You may be walking in here today with a sense of guilt over something that's happened in your life. Maybe it's something that happened 25 years ago. But you know what? The Bible said he forgives your sins. He remembers them no more. They're as far away as the east is from the west. That's his covenant. He said he would do it, and he's not a liar. He gives us forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. But not only that, he gives us change of heart. He gives us a new heart. He changes us from the inside. Under the covenant that God made with, through Moses, he told the people, if you'll obey my laws, I'll bless you. Just be careful to obey my laws. And that, there was nothing wrong with that covenant. It was holy, it was spiritual, but it lacked the power. Under the new covenant, we've got the power. I remember they used to say to me, the people that discipled me when I was a young Christian, he changes your want to. He changes us from the inside out. God takes responsibility for making us different. It's not that he's not still looking for righteousness and holiness. He is. It's just that he said, I'll do it. I'll do it in you. That's part of my covenant. Praise God. So, you know, if you're struggling with something in your life, and you're saying, man, I can't overcome this. Well, I'm glad you finally figured that out. Now look to him. Bob said, we wait for the hope of righteousness. We fulfill the law through faith in him, through the life of God in us. He changes our hearts. That's part of the covenant. God is not a man that he should lie. You see? So we can stand on that covenant for change in our lives. 1977, when I made that decision, I said, Jesus is my Lord. In fact, what I really said with my mouth was two words. We were talking last night in prayer about saying yes to God. The Lord spoke to me back in 1977. He said, turn from the things of the world. I said, yes, Lord. 
Everything changed in my life. Two words. Yes, Lord. You filled me with the Spirit. Changed my life completely. My whole outlook was different. I was born again. Praise God. Said yes to God. He undertook. He delivered me from drugs. I've been free of drugs and alcohol ever since that day. I have a love in my heart for people. Before that time, I loved certain people, long-haired hippie types, sometimes. But what we called straight people, no, I don't want to be around them. I got saved. Everything is different. I got love in my heart for people. What a miracle. You know? He talked to the, the, the church in Ephesians. He says, uh, Paul says, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and love to all the saints. When you're born again, you'll have love. Amen? He changes our hearts. That's part of his covenant. He undertakes and does that. So he forgives our sins. He changes our hearts. And the other thing is, he enables us to know him and fellowship with him. Hallelujah. To know God. To no longer be separated from God or to approach him from afar off, but to be able to come into the throne room of God is a gospel benefit for all of us. For all of us. Whosoever will, let him come. Praise God. Somebody says, well, if I get super spiritual enough, then I'll be able to receive from the Lord. No, if you just figure out what God did for you through Jesus Christ, you'll come. The Bible said, come before the throne of grace boldly, that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. In his presence is what? Fullness of joy. Now, in his presence, do you suppose there's healing? You see, the gospel has opened up God to you. All that he is. All of his infinite wisdom, grace, glory, healing, mercy, deliverance, victory. It's all yours. That's why the scripture said, if you're children, then you're heirs. Heirs of God and join heirs with Jesus. I'm getting happy. <laughs> I said heirs of God and join heirs with Jesus. Everything Jesus has, we have. In Galatians, he's, Paul tells us that the seed of Abraham is really Jesus. And when, when, we're, we're, when we're in Jesus, then we're the seed of Abraham. And healing is the children's bread. Hallelujah. Ought not this congregation be healed? Being children of Abraham. Maybe Satan has bound you for I don't know how many years, but you're loosed. Through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, glory to God. Thank God for the power of the gospel. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, go deeper in God. Get a hold of the gospel. <laughs> it's by evangelist calling there, speaking here. Why don't we just get simple and receive it? <laughs> Amen. I think sometimes we stray from that foundation. 
and we, we fail to receive all that he has for us because we think it's got to be complicated. <laughs> Even a child, the children, can receive his mercy and his grace because his blood is speaking, see? His blood speaks better things than Abel. Abel was killed. And he spoke to God. His blood was speaking to God. Revenge me. You know, my brother killed me. Jesus shed his blood. And his blood speaks, mercy, 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 mercy. And we struggle many times to be good enough for God, to do the right things. And it's good we have a desire to do the right things, amen? But sometimes we think that we have to save ourselves. But I come to tell you there's a Savior, and it's not you. It's Him. He saved us, thank God. And I think about the church in, in the churches in Galatia that Paul wrote to, and he said, who's bewitched you guys? You think you have to keep the law in order to, to be saved. You have to, like uh, Abraham and Moses, you have to be circumcised in order to be saved. You're saved by the blood of the Lamb. You're saved by what he did. You're saved by this new covenant. And he started talking to them about the miracles that had taken place in their churches. He says, he that works miracles among you, does he do it by the preaching of the law or by the hearing of faith? They had to think, they said, well, no, that, uh, where the, when we had those miracles in that meeting, that fellow wasn't preaching Moses. He wasn't preaching circumcision and all the legalistic requirements of the law. He was preaching Jesus. He was preaching the forgiveness of sins. People were getting free. Hallelujah. People were rejoicing that God had set them free. And then miracles started to break out. And he says, he that ministered to you the Spirit, what was he preaching? The one that came and laid hands on you and you were baptized gloriously in the Holy Spirit. What kind of message was he preaching? A legalistic message? Well, no. He was preaching about Jesus, the Savior, who forgave our sins so we could receive the glorious baptism of the Holy Spirit from heaven. I'm talking about a new covenant today. Yeah. I'm talking about healing for the children. Hallelujah. It belongs to you. It's life. Praise God. The Holy Ghost is life from heaven. He opened the door by his blood. He shed his blood that you might be forgiven, that you might be made right, and that you might receive the very life of God. Hallelujah. And in that life is healing. Healing for the inner man and healing for the outer man. Many times our outer sicknesses are based on inner problems. But he came to deliver us and he came to heal us and he came to set us free. So I want you to be gospel healed today, praise God. I want you to receive the grace of God for healing in your life, whether it's spiritually or emotionally or physically, because he came for it all. Jesus took the punishment for it all. He was punished so I wouldn't have to be. He was forsaken so I wouldn't have to be. He was made sin so I might be made righteous. 
He did it on the cross of Calvary. And he rose from the dead, and he is Lord of all. Hallelujah. And he calls us, just come and receive. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly of heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Praise God. Want some rest? Come to Jesus. Want some peace in your life? Come to Jesus. Come into the rest of faith. So, well, I've got to do some work for this. You know, there's an interesting scripture. One time they came to Jesus and said, Jesus, what must we do to do the works of God? They thought he'd figure out some intense thing they could do, and then they'd be doing the works of God. Jesus said, work of God is to believe on him who he sent. That's what we need to do today. Amen? Just believe in what Jesus did. There's none of us perfect here, but I know somebody who can change every single aspect of our life. Because healing is the children's bread. How do you become a child of God? By receiving Jesus. As many as received him, to them gave he the right to become the children of God. Which were born not of man or not of flesh, but of the will of God. God wants you to be his child. Maybe you're, you want God, but you've never really become his child. He wants you to be his child. You say, oh, man, I've done too much wrong. doesn't matter. So have I. I've done too much wrong. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve the least of his mercies. But he decided that I should have mercy. He decided that I should be forgiven. He decided that I should be, have a right to be his child. How? By receiving him. Receiving him as Savior. Receiving him as Lord. Letting him have his way in my life. Just say, Jesus, yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I believe. I receive. By faith, by grace, you are saved through faith. That not of yourself. That not of yourself. It's a gift of God. So I'd like for us just to have a, just a holy moment here, if we could, just bow our heads before the Lord. And first of all, I want us just to think about our relationship with him. Because all healing is based on a healing of our relationship with God. So the first thing is to be healed spiritually. Amen. So as we just, just bow our heads before the Lord, how many today would say, you know what, I need to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior? If that's you today in the house, would you just lift your hand? Praise God. Isn't that wonderful? All these people have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. How many would say, you know what, I need some fixing in my relationship with the Lord? I want to get fixed up with him. Lift your hands. Praise God. I see those hands. All right. Thank God. All right. Now let's, let's look at a couple other areas. How many today would say, you know what, I need some healing 
in my inner self, in my emotions. Would you lift your hand if that's you? All right, I see all those hands, many hands. And how many today would say, I need healing physically? All right, praise God. Healing's the children's bread. Praise God. So what I'd like to do is, as Jesus said, come unto me. I don't want you to come to me, but I want you to come up front coming to Jesus. Whether it's for any of those three areas, healing in your spiritual life, healing in your emotional life, or healing in your physical life, I'd like for you just to come, and we're going to pray a simple prayer today. Just come. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Just begin to thank him a little bit here. Thank him. You know, praise is so powerful. Praise him for what he's done. Acknowledge what he's done. You've saved us, Lord. You've saved us. You've delivered us. You've made us new. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. You see the hearts. You see the minds. You see the emotions. You see the bodies. You see the needs, oh God. Oh, we love you, Father. We thank you. Oh, we thank you, Father. Father, Abba, Father. Abba, Father, Daddy God. Let's just pray. Just say, Dear Father, I thank you for your Son, Jesus, who died for me. He died for the sins of the whole world. He died for me. And today I receive your love through him. And I turn my heart to you. I thank you for writing your laws in my heart. Thank you for forgiving my sins and opening a door that I might know you. I want to know you more. I want to spend time with you, Father. I want to receive your love. I open my heart and I look to you and I thank you for healing me today. Spirit, soul, and body. Healing is the children's breath. Father, I just pray over these right now in the name of Jesus, and I say you are loosed. In the name of Jesus, according to the word of God, we command sickness and disease to go in Jesus' name. You are loosed from that infirmity. You are loosed from that emotional bondage too. You are loosed from that phobia in the name of Jesus, that obsession. We break it in the name of Jesus. You're a child of God. It has no right or place in your life, in Jesus' name. Healing, healing. Lift your hands and receive. Healing, healing. Holy Spirit, do your work, Lord. 
the promise of the Spirit by faith. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus.